Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hello and welcome to Jen Taylor Rerouting, where being rude is never acceptable, but sarcasm is welcome and swearing isn't always a bad option. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Jen Taylor Rerouting. Today I'm pretty stoked. I'm talking to Leilani Rios today. Lani, how are you? I'm so good and I love how you say stoked because I live in Holly and nobody says it. Like when I heard you say that the first time when I listened to your podcast, I was like, I love her. Oh yeah, that's right. I, well, you know, everybody says I'm so excited and the word excited gets used so many times. Right. I have, to have like a list of other adjectives. <laughs> I am excited every time. And you and I had, uh, it wasn't difficult, but the challenge in scheduling was that we're 15 hours apart because you live in Bali. Right. It is a bit challenging, I guess. Yeah, because when well, you, you mean, guys work, it's the morning. <laughs> right, you're early morning, and I'm getting ready to make dinner. So we're <laughs> right, hours apart. And but you're originally from California, and that's why I can understand you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so tell me what you do now. Your website is Lani Nalu. Did I do that right? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Lani Nalu dot com dot com, mm -hmm. and same with Instagram, Lani Nalu eleven. That's right. Yep. Tell me who you are and what you do. So I love starting at the good stuff because that's exactly how I coach. I'm like, let's get you into your power. Let's freaking fly. Let's talk about all the good shit. So right now I coach entrepreneurs and I specifically work with women and I work with entrepreneurs that already have a business. They already know what their gift is. They already have a business rolling, but there's just these like same Basically, it helped me before I could just get out of my own way. I was just like shooting myself in the foot and then going, somebody shot me in the foot. I can't get the clients. I can't charge more. I'm exhausted. Everybody's, you know, that one, everybody's taking my energy and then you'd be like, well, I'm giving it, but I didn't really believe that. I really believed that everybody was taking my energy. So I do energy work and I have seen in every entrepreneur that I work with that the problem isn't what they're going through now. I did a heap of therapy for like, you know, my abusive marriage now. He's the problem. This is the problem. I can't get forward because of him or it, I was just stuck in this moment. But what I can see is that it started a long time ago, sometimes in the womb. Some of my money stories started in the womb. Some started right when I was born. So the problem with doing a lot of work in therapy and just kind of only staying in the surface is that like you don't get to the deeper part you don't ever get to the root of it you don't ever get to do the work that's really really uncomfortable you just stay on the surface so I get to do this this work that's really deep and I guess I describe it as it scares everyone else like everybody runs from it and they're like I don't want it I can't talk about it oh you were sexually abused I can't talk about that oh your husband beat the fuck out of you I can't talk about that and it, for me it excites me because I'm like we can just feel this sister for a second and like cry and I'm here for you totally with love and support and again I have this ability and gift to play with energy and move it and share it so I can like love them from wherever in the world they are I just share my energy give them this like and it's not mine right it's coming through me from the universe because I've opened up my field and I've done the root work so I don't have this shit blocking me so I can give them this like really beautiful loving safety energy place where they can go super deep and say shit they've never said to anybody and stuff that they don't even know. 
And yeah, it just really excites me because I'm like, I just see me. It's almost like you get to go. It, it is like this. I get to go back in time. And it wasn't a lack of like, I wasn't lazy. Dear God, I wasn't lazy. I was just spinning my back wheels for like 24 hours a day, working all day, not getting anywhere. It wasn't that I didn't have motivation. I've always like, I've come out like, what's up? Like, let's party. Like, I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to fuck shit up. Like I've all, all the videos have like a six pack. I'm like a little pitfall. I just like want to do awesome, epic shit. I'm an adventure. So it's not, it's not this lack of wanting to break through. It's just like, dude, how, how do you do that? I don't know how I was ready. I was ready for a long time. I was like seeking so many men, money, you know, spirit, I use spiritual programs to numb, but I didn't know I was doing that. It was just like, I just didn't even know where to get this ball going. So right now I get to use what I was born with, which is an extreme amount of energy. Mm -hmm. And when I separated from that, from who I truly am, like someone that cusses, someone that's wild and adventure, like I'm going to pack up and move to Bali. Like I've always been this crazy person. When I separated from that, it actually like killed me. It killed me because I was, I was trying to be what I thought I needed to be. And when what's exhausting is like, you know, this constant state of like trying to play catch up to what you think you need to be. But when I'm just like speaking from my heart and sometimes I cuss and sometimes I'm not always saying the perfect thing, but, but when I'm speaking from my heart, it's like a, I'm partying, like in a way of like, I'm having fun, I'm getting more energy. So the hilarious thing is I spent so many years like trying to just like be this amazing person. And I'm like, dude, all I had to do was just get to the root of the problem clear my energy field and just be me. So I feel like it's this everyday thing. I'm like, okay, don't put that mask on, like take the mask off. You don't need that mask to be better. And it's just such a beautiful thing that like actually letting go of all the crap and like stop, stop trying to be something you're not and quit trying to pretend is like really my superpower. Like I help women just by being me just by being me. It's so mind blowing. Cause for so long I was like, Oh, I can't make a million dollars. I have to be like proper and I have to dress a certain way. And I couldn't cuss and you can't have fun if you're making a million dollars. And I just had like so many just weird rules because of all these weird money stories I had growing up. So yeah, right now I work with energy and I get to share it through time and space. So I work online. So it doesn't matter where anybody is, I get to share it and connect to it because it's coming through me and our energy fields are, you know, cosmic, infinite, gigantic. And I get to help women entrepreneurs actually really, really authentically raw be themselves and then go change the world and help other women from just being them. I have questions. I have direct oh, cool. questions. Okay. So <laughs> I, I mean, I totally get the, to do a certain thing, you have to conform. You have to, it's in the box, right? You have to mm -hmm. fit everything in the box and mm -hmm. be a certain way and look a certain way. And I think it's so the opposite, but it takes people a long time to figure that out. Totally. And the more it's raw, scary. And, it's, well, it's scary. You're rejected for being you. Yeah. Right. It's easy to be rejected when you're having a mask, wearing a mask. Totally. It's not really you. So totally. hundred percent. Okay. 
I always tell my kids, be 100% yourself because then oh. when people like you or don't like you, they will genuinely like or dislike I you. That. I love that, yeah. But if you're pretending to be someone else, nothing about that is true. Mm-hmm. None of your friendships, none of your relationships. But being raw and authentic always gets the best result. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest to do at first and then the easiest because it's who you are. Yeah, you're like, right? this is so much easier. I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. More fun. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay, and then the question I have is when people come to you for work, and they're like, this is my issue. Do you find that usually the issue that they first say isn't really the issue? It's totally. an undercurrent. Oh, totally. That's just like a pattern. I totally find that. And I really guide like this intuitive connection and and meditation is the first step I do with clients. So like, it's not that you need to be an expert meditation because for years I did the meditation thing where I was like, you know, watching, oh, I can't think about, oh, I'm broke. Oh, and like, that's not meditation. Like that's our human side putting on this mask going, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. So when I kind of talk to people, I'm like, okay, that's not a meditation. A meditation is like literally pure oneness where you are in the cosmos where everything is so beautiful. The word fat doesn't live there. Like it's not even, it's two different realms. We're in the hu- human realm where everything's all fucked up and we're never good enough. And then we're in the cosmic realm. So this sweet spot is marrying both. And for a lot, a long time, I would just shoot off into the cosmos because I could just instantly, like the moment I start for me, it's like I get anxiety or like I start judging. That's like the moment I know that my energy field is closed. And I'm like, I don't feel good. Those two energies make me feel like crap. I don't like them. And I start getting like a stomachache and anxiety and it makes me feel really bad. So I'm like, okay, I just need to open back up and I would kind of shoot off But because of my past and everything I've gone through, I didn't like truly feel that my, my human body could be this pure, perfect thing. I was like, Oh, I've got to separate. I've got to separate. I'm two different things. I have my cosmic, incredible, beautiful, pure stardust essence that's connected to the universe. And that's one and that can do anything. And, and can, I can always go there and be safe. And then it'd come back to the human part and I'd be like, okay, like let's struggle. Like this is the human part. You're like effed up. You're like, disgusting you know your body was messed with everywhere your mind you were spiritually abused emotionally abused so like you can't have both and I I would get really exhausted I would notice like oh my gosh after client calls and like after you know sales calls seeing if people were right for my program I would just be flattened out and exhausted and then I'd start doing the thing where I was trying to be what I thought I needed to be as a coach and again what I what multi-millionaires should look like and I had to really marry the two. So what I find every woman that comes to me does not believe that they are good enough to receive. That's it. If you can't receive like a simple compliment, if you can't receive feeling really good about the work that you've just put out, if you can't receive fun when you're in the midst of a client call, then like, girl, you ain't receiving millions of dollars. You're not receiving soul clients that are just like badasses that are fun, that are inspiring, that are going to do the work. Like, it's so funny because I'll be like, I teach women how to receive and it's like, and I'm like, well, dude, receiving has no boundaries mm-hmm. ever. It's eating chocolate. It's making love. It's m- so it's money. It's helping. It's sharing your vision. Like there's no, there's no boundary to receiving, but that's, what I've seen. So like, oh, this is my problem, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, no, you just can't receive. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So take us back. You grew up in California, like I said, mm -hmm. and um, tell me about life growing up. And because Bali was 2012, what year were you right. born? I was born in 81. Okay, so like that's a time frame there. That's a bit of a gap, yeah. <laughs> 31 years going on there, right? Yeah. Um, take us through that because like we talked about before, I find most, all, all entrepreneurs that I interview came to their business through their own personal journey. So I want to talk in, in depth about your personal journey. So lay it on me. All right, cool. It's so funny because... Um, when you said that, I'm all, because you know, it's really gnarly. So I like allow me to feel it every time I talk about it. And for me, that's actually a gift because there was, I actually just opened up publicly a few months ago about being sexually abused as a child. That's something that I hid for a very long time because I thought, oh dear God, if, why would anybody want to get coached by a spiritual worker if she's like, if I'm broken, like that's embarrassing, that's disgusting. And so I hid it for a really long time. Um, so then I got to the point where I, once I said it, I, I started actually numbing from it and I'd write a post and be like, yeah, cause I was sexually abused, but I wasn't really feeling it. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a minute. That's shit's fucking gnarly. Yeah. Like I was sexually abused, dude. And then I would go back into the thing where it was like, oh, I said it once. So I would write it. I would write it disconnected. So I've really made it a point to when I do speak about it, that I'm allowed myself to be touched because yeah, I, it was under five, you know, I, um, as a protection mechanism, like left my body a lot because that was just so painful. And this is something that I've learned. I've done all the way through my business. I've literally put on this protection because I had to let go of fear actually the other day in a breakthrough. And I cried. I was like, motherfucker, I feel like I'm letting go of an old friend. And I was like, why is this so hard for me to let go of? And I'm like, oh, because you were the only one there for me. Like nobody helped me when I was getting sexually abused. I was alone. I was afraid. No one listened. Like nobody said what's going on. I had nobody but this fear that came across me, protected me and numbed me. And I left my body. And it was it's so crazy that we all have this protection connected to fear. So it's like our brain's going, no, 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 no keep it there, keep it there. So it was under five, held that shit in. And I also in meditations get this clarity about like, cause it's all patterns like that. It's again, I did that. I was doing it in my business as a 36 year old shit that I was doing when I was five. And I'm like, okay. So this pattern that I really saw was and it started before my sexual abuse because I kind of, I made this belief that I deserved to be abused. That's actually started when I was like a newborn. But I'm the oldest of five, but the four of us are from the same mom and dad. The other one, he's a bit younger. He's only 14. So I was the oldest of four and all together, two years apart, bam, super, super close in age. And I remember feeling like I needed to take care of my brothers and sisters because I felt like if I didn't protect them, nobody would. And I, I remember like, giving them my energy. So this is something I've always been able to do, but I, did, it, I didn't click until I started, you know, stepping in my power and going, oh my God, I've literally always been able to share energy and like alleviate people's pain. But I remember feeling like it was a punishment. Like I loved them. It's not that I didn't love them and wouldn't have like died for them, 
but I created this energy around taking care of people and working that was a punishment. That's something that I carried all the way into my business. So it's like, okay, it can't be fun because it's exhausting because I was giving energy rather than connecting to oneness and being around others that were connected to oneness and sharing, which is absolutely like electric and cosmic. So I created this belief and every home video that I see, I'm like, Oh, are you okay? And I'm just like doing this, like trying to make everybody feel better. And like, I'm like a circus show almost like, like I had to be like up at a hundred percent, like loud laughing. And then I would do this, like life of the party thing. Everybody's fine. Look at me. I'm going to go dance in the middle of the room. Like every home video, I'm just like totally have this mask on. I can see, like, I never got to have this beautiful, curious, like playful childhood. I just like immediately was like, you deserve to suffer. The shit's hard. No, you don't deserve to go out and play. You're going to go pick up your crying sister. You're going to give her all your energy and it's going to be a punishment. But it was like such a subconscious thing. So I, my dad is like this really spiritual, intuitive dude. He's Mexican and American Indian. So I just kind of feel like that shit comes with you. And my grandma was too. Like she'd be super intuitive. And it was like, a, it, was a, it was a rough patch. My brothers and sisters started using drugs quite early, but I was the oldest. And at 15, cause I, I, if I am truly honest, I only felt safe when I was with my dad. Like I had this really true safe feeling. And my dad like brought this like really incredible laughter into my soul. Like he was just totally authentic. Like he did crazy shit. He like let the mask off. And that was like really beautiful for me to be around. And when I was 15, I really needed therapy at this time for being sexually abused. I hadn't told my parents, like nobody knew, nobody knew, held it in. And what I did was separated. So I quit hanging out with my dad. I started partying and I started using drugs. And at this time, my mom and I, like, it was really bad. Like we'd physical, physically fight. She had me when she was 19. So it was never a mom dynamic. I never, I've always seen that I've craved this mom energy. Like, just the other day, I'm all, why the fuck is this chick like getting under my skin? And I'm like, oh, because she's older than me. She has this mom energy and she's just totally like putting me down. And it's like triggering. I'm like, dude, I always had that, that energy from a mom that just like, you know, put me down. It was, it was a competition energy. So I just had to like do a freaking meditation and breakthrough and be like, okay, I'm not mad at her. This is a pattern that's old. So my mom and I were just like, it was gnarly. Like we'd fist fight, like she'd like always call me a whore. And this was this subconscious thing, right? Like, and I actually went full circle and was like, you know, she did the best that she could. Like my mom and I actually have the best relationship we ever have now. I'm proud of her. She's, you know, she's taken as she's, she did the best she could. So there's not a judgment there because my mom did the best she could in the, in the time that like when she could, she didn't come out and say, I want to fuck my kids up. I'm going to like call Ilani a whore, but like she had no idea what was going on. But normally one of the big patterns, if you've been sexually abused is you just go promiscuous and you just like, you know, because there's no boundaries. We had no boundaries. They were totally crossed. And because my mom was always calling me a whore that I like didn't do anything because like, I was just like, Oh my God, the person that I'm trying to impress the most is like always calling me a whore. And I was like, hmm well, that probably saved me like 10 years of, you know, banging everybody because I had no boundaries. So I just kind of said, thanks mom. And like, had to let that one go. So I went, I did the thing, suffered a lot with 
getting identity from my body, like just punishment. It was just, a, it was a punishment in every area of my life. I'd attract and totally manifest friends that like, if I got just like, if I did something epic, then they'd like put me down for it. You know, it was like kind of that same kind of mom energy from women. And then I was just attracting really, really partners that were either cheating on me all the time or super controlling, abusive controlling. I would go from one, this one would cheat on me and I'd be like, I'm never dating anybody like that again. And then I'd get in one where I like wasn't allowed to leave the house, couldn't wear makeup, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that was my choice. And then I'd go the other way and then I'd go the other way and I'd go the other way. Like I'd keep going, okay, that one was super controlling. I don't want to do that again. That was scary. And then I'd just go to one that partied all the time and it, all, all addicts, they dated all addicts. So I was just kind of bouncing from one extreme to the other and I actually started a business when I was 26 in Orange County a clothing boutique with my cousin and we took out a big ass loan and then the housing market crashed like right after so it was like three years of just barely making ends meet like barely making enough for bills and I had been always flirting and saying every day like if I didn't live here I'd live on an island, I'm like just not really into it. I like gained weight, I lost touch with my yoga practice, I was just like partying, and then I was like dating shitty dudes, and I'd go from kind of like being super skinny and then super like chubby and overweight, and I just felt out of control. So I got bought out, I sold my share, and um, I bought a ticket to Bali, and I like it was just an intuition. So I have a couple questions. So you're, tell me about your yoga, because I know um, in some of your information, you talked about that and you just referred to it. When did that happen? When did you, because you were, I think you, yes, you had this destructive pattern with men and mm. with your body, but you were mm. trying to also do things that were good. Totally. So yeah. Tell me about some of the things you were trying to do to help yourself, but you were just, you were like on this hamster wheel that was a little dysfunctional. Totally. Yeah, totally. So my, my thing was, I always wanted to be perfect. That was like my addiction where my brothers and sisters went to drugs. So it was like, I got straight A's all through college. I graduated on the Dean's list. Like I literally got a 3.9 all through my entire college. That was my thing. I was like, I'm going to be perfect. So it's pretty gnarly and it's, it's an addiction because that's a really heavy weight to carry. I'm never going to be perfect, but I like was stoked that I had that one instead of, you know, I wouldn't just go do drugs when she got tough. I was like, all right, man up. So I started gymnastics when I was five and that was like huge for me. I had a team. I got in trouble if I did things that were cool as a kid. There wasn't much discipline going on at home. My dad was working. He was gone before I woke up. So gymnastics was this incredible way for me. I had extreme amounts of energy. Like I literally was bouncing off the walls at all times. And they were like, we think we need to put her in something to channel her energy. Like it was, I was insane. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I worked out like five hours a day, like starting young. We do like 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Like I competed. There's always a little bit of, you know, we're human. So there's always some crazy stuff going in there. But that was for me this incredible release. And I learned that at a really young age. So I like, I never stopped, I've never stopped working out. I would like go run eight miles or I, you know, would like that was my thing. Like I'd bike ride, go to the gym, swim. Like I just knew subconsciously that like that made me feel good in the moment. That was a good release. So 
I have worked out my whole life, but I started yoga when I was 26 in the living room on this like namaste channel. And I would just like follow these poses. And I was like, oh, that feels like pretty good. I had no, there wasn't any spiritual talk. We were just kind of going through poses and stuff. And then, um, and then I noticed I'd back off from it when I was like tripping in my head and going through this crazy stuff in my party. And then I'd come back to it and be like, God, why did I separate? Like I'd say a lot, I feel so good when I'm doing yoga. Like why do I keep separating? So I actually got my yoga teacher training. So I actually moved to Bali and was teaching yoga at the time. Now, where, when did you get married? Was it in Bali or was it before? I met him actually through Instagram and he was living in Australia. So I was in Bali. Okay. So now you're in it was Bali. 2015. Yeah. Okay. So you moved there in 2012 and you're doing yoga. Yeah. And yeah. what else is going on? And then you meet him. Yeah. So in 2012, I, it's very un- unusual for me to do. I've always been the life of the party. Like get me, I'm on the bar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a problem, but to do shit by myself, because I've come from a really codependent family. You know, we all did everything together. I shared a room until I was like 18. Like my parents are super codependent on their partners. That's where the toxic partner stuff came from. So that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life, like to move across the world by myself and just sell my shit and be like, okay, let's go for it. So I got here and everyone would be like, why did you move here? Why did you like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's dangerous or blah, 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 all the stories. And I couldn't really give an answer because again, it was my intuition. I literally had heard a voice that was like, come to Bali when I was in Orange County, just like dying inside. So I didn't know. And then I started a meditation course just pretty shortly after I moved here. And that was the first time that I had this understanding of presence, this understanding of this addiction that every human has to like be wanted and needed. And we just like feed this ego. And I was like, oh my God, I was brought here for this purpose, like to learn about this. Like this is where my suffering is coming from. So that planted the first seed. I did that for about seven months. And now meditation is a huge part of the way that I teach. And I've actually had to come back again to that full circle because obviously it wasn't when I'm in this the abusive parts I separate from all the things that I, that make me feel good and then my next step was I got a life coach so this was like the first time we we still I believe that we heal in layers I don't believe that you could like I mean I haven't seen anybody that hasn't been like totally ready and open like I see when someone's energy fields closed I'm like you're not like ready for my work no offense no judgment but we can't do this work while you're closed. That's just not how it's going to happen. So I had a life coach and it, like in our first session, I was telling her like, dude, I just got to fight with my mom and my neck went out. I'm over this. Like I'm a grown woman. Like I, and then my ex cheated on me like 50 times and he moved to Bali for me and then cheated on me again. And I'm like, well, I can't do this anymore. With the men, I just need some help. And then I actually told her that I was sexually abused. I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get it out there. Like I can't get the help unless I am really truthful. And in that first session we chatted and then I was like crying and she was crying. And I said, you mean I am the one that's creating this? Like I just couldn't like believe it. So that was a huge eye-opener for me and then again I did layers but for me and I'm not saying everybody needs to get on a plane and move to Bali but for me here I 
did some radical, bizarre healing that is just kind of super mind blowing and super out there. And I was open to ancestral healing and energetic healing. And for me, this was just the perfect journey. Like I get that I came to Bali to really heal, to face my demons and to get to the root of, get to the root of it. So, um, I then met my ex-husband in 2015. So I'd been doing this work for years. Like I was, I'd moved to Bali. I was teaching, I was doing the work for years. I was doing my meditation and I just manifested the craziest, scariest, most abusive relationship of my life. It was like every shitty thing that ever happened to me now was staring at me in one person and I married him. So why? <laughs> I mean, you not, he was in Australia and you met on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I flew to Australia. Okay. And what made you say yes? Did you not know? Was it denial? Because you're doing oh, it. I was worth fully, it. I fully knew. You did. Oh yeah. There's this, there's two of these deep rooted stories that I hadn't broken yet because we hadn't gone deep. And in some of the coaches that I had, they were still, instead of kind of being like, okay, this is a mask or however you want to word it because every coach has their own language that they use. But I was still like being told to feel guilty. Like I remember in one of the healings, the teacher was like, you don't need to be like, you don't always need to be like the first one that goes out there, but that's my personality. It's just not when I'm doing it because I need attention, but that's still me. That's still what I do. It's just coming from a different energy. So I like was like, okay, well, I learned these little things like, okay, kind of be embarrassed of your like, you know, impulses then. And and then my life coach actually, when I started a website, cause I was like, I'm ready to branch. Like, I know I'm doing yoga, but I want more. I know I meant for more. I know I meant for more. She was like, well, your pictures are like really sexy. So they kind of kept this guilt thing kind of circling around me. And he, my ex, it was this, it was a lot, it was a totally typical abusive relationship, but I had this thing where I wanted to save everybody. Like that's started with my siblings. I literally almost killed myself trying to save them because they were drug addicts. That's like one of the big reasons I moved to Bali and listened to my intuition because I was going through this drug cycle with them. Like, you know, I mean, I was fully enthralled and I went into full victim mode with them. I was like, my siblings are drug addicts and I'd stay up all night and I have such anxiety and I'd like miss work and I just like fully like attached to this victim mode because like that was a really easy place for me to go into since I was sexually abused. It was like victim mode, victim mode. I just like go right into victim mode and lose my power. So A, he was an ex addict and sober. B, he was like, you know, doing the love that I knew. Chaotic, yelling, controlling, called me a whore that triggered my mom thing. Like it was just like the same. It's like, dude, no wonder I married him. Like it's nothing new. I mean, all the abuse that I've gone through just, it was the same. There was no new abuse. I mean, this is everything that I've gone through. So it was comfortable. And I had this deep yearning need to be needed. And it was almost like what I can see now is if I saved him, then it was like, I was saving my siblings. It was just that same energy. And I hadn't gone to the root of it. I hadn't gone to the root that when I was born, I had this 
experience where I decided I believed that I deserved to be abused. I had never done that. I had never gone to the root and yeah, it was, I got myself really deep. I had no family. I had no job. I had no money. When I tried to buy a ticket out of the country, he'd call the, um, the bank and say my card was stolen. So they'd canceled the airline ticket. I had nothing like he'd hid my passport. He'd physically hold me. And I got myself really, really deep. When did you realize all of that and decide you needed to get away? Because now you're, like you said, no job, no money. He's controlling yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, you know, the only option you have is trying to get back to California. Mm -hmm. or, and was he in Bali with you or were you in Australia? No. Yeah, I was in Australia. Okay, so you weren't anywhere familiar. No. How did you come to the realization of what you were doing? When did you get to the root of all your shit and right. then decide to leave? Because leaving a situation like that is more, and people don't understand unless they've been in it, it can be more terrifying than staying. Right. So take that a little bit. Yeah, fully. I actually just wrote the other day and I was like, literally in my head, being alone was scarier than being with him, which is so backwards and so confusing. But then again, I have this like old fear from when I was little that's been protecting me since I was a newborn. When I got sexually abused, every time my mom called me a whore, every abusive relationship, like me and fear had this really solid relationship where, you know, okay, come in. And I saw all the women in my family being abused. Like my grandmas were severely abused. Like severely so it's that was just a really comfortable pattern that nobody talked about but everybody knew and as a child you just emotionally feel that so I tried to get back into meditation again and it was just doing the thing but I did I carved out a morning thing and I was like all right I'm gonna get into my meditation I started writing again and for me writing is one of the ways that I really find clarity and I get a bit of my power back and I started using movement because for me that's like I hadn't, I quit yoga again. I hadn't, so I started getting back into yoga. I, I danced a lot by myself. I just kind of like connect and feel in my body. And when he would go to work, I, I realized like, oh my God, because I just completely squashed out all my connection to my feminine. Like the source of our power is our feminine. This is the source. But when you have shame connected to it, like that's this whole backwards thing where you feel guilty for receiving so I, I would just shut it off because he'd be like, you're cheating on me. You're such a whore. And he'd start fights if he thought somebody was looking at me. So I learned that I like petrified it and just shut it off. So when he'd go to work, I'd like turn it back on and be like, oh my gosh. And then he'd come home and I'd turn it off again because I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want him. So I started writing. I started carving out time for my meditation. I read like like Eckhart Tolle, I read this book that just released like talk to my soul. And one thing that really stuck to me, but it took me a couple months to do was like, you have two choices. You can either quit complaining and accept what you're doing, or you can fucking move. And I was like, okay. So I tried to accept because I, my parents got divorced when I was 10 and that was like really traumatic. And I just, in my head had the story that I'm never getting divorced. That was another story that I held like I'm a failure at everything. So this is the one thing I'm not going to give up on. And he just needs some love. And like, if I love him enough, he'll change. And because he promised me he would change a million times. Like it was never, there was never a lack of I'm sorry, so I'll never do it again. I'll change. I love you. Like there was never that lack. So 
I was like, okay, I kind of started taking the mirror and being like, what can I do about this? And I started working on myself when he was gone during the day and like meditating and reading and YouTubing any kind of, I knew that I just had this gap. I had, was powerless. I was separated, like YouTubing anything that I could kind of get my hands on. And I didn't get to the root of it, but I did open my field up enough to receive a miracle. And what I had to do was lie to him and say that I needed to come back to Bali to get stuff for the visa, which I actually probably needed to do because I did try and do it from Australia. Cause like from Australia, you need all these crazy visa papers that I couldn't get unless I came to Bali. And I got, um, another big help, another big miracle came in. So I knew that I was kind of leaving, but I did do the thing where I was like, maybe he'll change in the two months that I'm gone. And then if he changes, I'll come back. So I opened up my field enough to receive these miracles. I got back to Bali. I still did the thing with them fighting and blah, blah, blah for a couple months. And then, um, uh, the root of my problem came after that. I felt like I literally would say that my rock bottom was on, I was alone in Bali with no money, with no partner, with no family. That was my rock bottom, right? It wasn't when he was throwing me across the room, calling me a whore. Like it was when I was alone and feeling all my shit. And I was like, dude, this is like, at one point I didn't feel like I could go on. And I, again, opened up for long enough to get a miracle. And with conviction in that moment, I decided I'm never going to be in an abusive relationship again. And that's the thing that you say, like, I mean, I, I, it was an infinite amount of times I told him I was breaking up with him. Infinite, infinite amount of times I said, I'm leaving you. Infinite, right? You just say the same thing over and over and there's no action connected to it. And with conviction in that moment, I said, I'm never going to be in an abusive relationship again. And I discovered in my own meditations that I had to get to the root of these. So I actually guided myself and was like, holy shit, this pattern started a really long time ago. And that's when I saw the pattern that I like decided and believe that I needed to be abused. And so these are the pattern. I'm like, this worked for me. This is the only thing that worked for me. This worked for me. Not, I did therapy in Australia for like a year when I was with him and he came for a little bit, but that didn't do anything because we we're just focusing on, okay, you can't like go through a phone. You can't call her whore. You, and we were just, you know, it didn't, it was surface stuff. It wasn't getting to the root. So I didn't actually break that until I was alone, which you're right. It's scarier than being with him at rock bottom and then pulling from all the incredible spiritual workshops that I've done and then breaking through these roots. What were the miracles? What was that miracle that happened? So the first one that happened was I got some money. I got an exchange for a job. So because he, I knew he was giving me nothing. I knew I was going to come to Bali with nothing. So I got offered a job for two months and I was like, I can do this. This is the miracle. I can totally, this is, this is what I need. I just needed money. So that was the first miracle. And then the second miracle was, I mean, I've never been suicidal, but at that moment I hadn't been sleeping. That's what happens with me when I get anxiety. So it was like a week of not sleeping, a couple hours. And I, have, I felt like I just didn't think I could be here. I was like, I don't even know what being suicidal feels like because this is so gnarly, but I don't feel like I can go on. And I called my dad. And he, what I can see now is like, he shared his energy with me from California. And I was just like, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. I was like, dad, I, 
and have never been so dark. I don't know what the fuck. And at this time I hadn't told my family that he was abusive. I was hiding that shit from everybody. Like I just didn't want anybody to know I wasn't perfect. That was like so hard for me. So ashamed. Why would a yoga teacher who's doing all the spiritual work marry an abusive man? Like what an idiot. I had the shame. I felt like it was my fault. I just was punishing myself over and over. And my dad just shared his energy with me. And at that moment I was like, okay, I, I just freaking dug deep and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I also like saw this incredible quote. It was like a whole bunch of like Tony Robbins and all these like incredible entrepreneurs. I was like, you think that I fucking wake up every day and I feel good? No, I do the shit that I know that makes me feel good. Like, and it was just like reiterating, like you don't feel good every day. Not everybody has what they want every day. They've all suffered severely. And I made the decision at that moment, like, okay, this, my past isn't going to define me. And like, if I can just dig deep and open up a couple times to get miracles and then make this, I literally just changed my mind. I didn't like get a magic pill. No one gave me a million dollars. I didn't get a new house. I didn't get, you know, a freaking diploma. I just changed my mind. And I literally was said out loud. I was like, I'm going to help women that are in the same position that I was. And it's like, that was one second ago. I'm going to help women that were like me one second ago. I changed my mind instantly. And then from then, like, fucking, it's been one miracle after the next. Like, how hard was the divorce to happen? And how hard was it to finish that chapter while you're already moving forward? It actually wasn't that hard because I was here and he was there and I knew he wasn't going to come. So I had blocked on every avenue except for this one email that I had. So like I could just pick and choose when I wanted to answer. And at this point, um, because I believe he could energetically feel that I was finally done. And because I didn't, I wasn't opening up communication, call me anytime on, no, 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 I blocked all of it. I had literally energetically, energetically said I'm done. And I believe people feel that because a million other times before I had said I was done and nothing changed, you know, that it didn't change. So I, I put, I made boundaries and I only answered when I needed to and I kept it short and he would want to do the thing like, oh, and I was like, no, I'm not doing that boundary. So it actually wasn't that hard once I you know, decided. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so your beliefs, everything for you, when you're doing all this work, doing, I think this is so common and now you work with women who do it. You're mm -hmm. working really, 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 really hard, mm -hmm. but not making a lot of, not gaining a lot of traction, right? No, like you just said, the hamster wheel hamster is exactly wheel. what it is. Yeah. And so all, but when you have those breakthrough moments, it's like, mm -hmm pow mm. like you're there so you switched your beliefs and trusted and it was really enormous amount of change very quickly but you've been building up it's like every overnight success is 10 years in the making you know it was it's kind of like that you worked yeah. super hard for a long time i had done the groundwork you had yeah. and then you kind of hit the point where you're like well the options are like moving back to california killing yeah. yourself yeah yeah going back to an abusive man or another yeah. one or yeah. making a change right right, right. So it was pretty quick and then super fast yeah fast so how did your is this the same website that was that you had already launched the website you have now no 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 so, no let's go to that you okay 
Yeah. So um, the epic thing that I like to talk about because there, I like to call it like a breakthrough and a quantum shift. Like my quantum shift was being in the most abusive relationship of my life. And then sit, going deep, feeling that shit, looking the devil, my devil in its eyes and saying, I'm not letting you drive anymore. We're, you're done. Like, thank you for protecting me. But you know what? I'm doing it another way. And after my breakthrough, I met my partner a month later that my soulmate, the first healthy relationship I've ever had. And I've never seen a healthy relationship. I've never seen one in my family. They just don't exist. It's something that I just put my faith in, right? Like your higher power. You don't see your higher power. You just like have like faith no matter what. Like the faith, the trust is like so gigantic. So I just put my faith and trust that this is going to work. So at that time I was just like hustling. I was doing one session, getting paid for one session, barely making enough to make rent, giving all of my energy again. Like I was doing the thing where I was giving energy, but that's not the way that it works. Like you said, you can't change anybody. Like that's not how, and it's freaking exhausting. I, I gave myself typhoid. I remember I went to my acupuncturist and she was like, dude, this is like a really gentle strand and you're super healthy. You should have been able to fight it off, but you've literally worked yourself to like nothing, no immune system and you're super stressed out. So I was doing that thing. I had the idea that you had to work really hard to make a lot of money, but I wasn't making any money. So what the hell is that belief if you're not even making any money? So I had launched a website and it was just like, you know, session by session, like $150 a session, like just basically making my life really hard because again, I was in like believing I had had still had that punishment in business. Like I was like, okay, it still needs to be really hard. And when I'm on this low frequency, which is what I see with all my clients of trying to save everybody. Cause I, people come to me because of like, they're attracted to that breakthrough that I've had. The clients that we attract in that energy are not doing the work. They just want to complain. They don't show up. And they, yeah, they're ex exhausting. It's not fun. They're not doing, they're not, they don't want to have quantum shifts. They want to stay on the surface and then complain. So these quantum shifts that I do, like it's, you get really, really uncomfortable. And again, that's why I said, everybody's afraid of it, but I'm like, let's fucking do it. Like I let's jump in, let's do it. Let's do it on the first session. So that first website was in my lower vibration, lower frequency, where I believed that I needed to work really hard on that. I had the idea that work is punishment, saying that I started when I was little taking care of my siblings. Um, I met my partner a month later and he was like, you know, you're getting messages from women saying that you're saving their life and like, this isn't normal. And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, that's normal. And I was just like pushing myself down and He's like, that's not normal. Like you can help women all over the world. Like you're only helping people in your little circle. And like, that's just crazy. Like I see these huge giant things and he has a background in tech. So he has an online business. So he feels really comfortable in that realm. I'm not comfortable in that realm. I'm like, people start talking about tech and I'm like, like, I can't, my brain just like shuts off. I'm like, this doesn't work for me. Like, that's not, I don't get it. Like my brain just like blown away. So um, I resisted a bit because I said, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I've tried before because I tried when I was in Australia, but of course I manifested a whole bunch of other crazy shit. So um, we, I was like, okay, let's freaking go for it. So a month later we launched an online yoga-esque 
women group coaching business and it worked. And then we just upped our game and we got a new coach and we got a coach that was like, you know, shit's going to get real. Like you've done so much work. You're absolutely incredible, but like you're holding back so much. You're literally at like 5% of like what you can be doing. You don't even know how powerful you are. You have no idea. And we invested five figures and we just put it on a credit card. We're like, we don't really have that money, but I'd never done anything like that for myself. My coaches had always been $150 a session. Like I had never, ever done anything and I had never had the quantum leap. So I thought, Hey, I'm going to try something different. If I want something different, I'm going to try something different. And that actually belief in myself, because I've never spent that much money. I mean, I, these crazy money stories came from a long time ago. That just shifted something inside of me. I was like, oh my God, I'm worth five figures. Like subconsciously, I was like, okay, okay. And within two months, we were making five figures and like we we made our investment back in one month and one day from our business coach. And we had we had tried to we did this on our own. We pulled in a big client, but I was still doing the thing where I was like, every day, every day, give my energy, give my energy, exhausted, exhausted. So we kind of phased her out and was like, okay, that's like the price point we want, but that energy giving thing where you don't really show up, that's not what we want. So we just shifted. And now I'm like, feel so proud of what we've done, our business every day. Like I told you, even from just when I um, was emailing you the other day, like, I just feel like every day I'm having these incredible breakthroughs. Like you know, this morning I just, I woke up from this crazy dream I was telling you about, and it was about my brother just want to save my brother. And I just, I was like, okay, that energy puts me in a prison. I cannot manifest what I want in this energy. I'm hurting my incredible, beautiful, pure loving partner with this energy in my stomach. So I'm going to like, boo, let that go. Like every day I feel like I'm just being able to just be free. And then when I don't feel good, I'm like, okay, guess what I did? I went back to the old shit. So like I nip it in the bud in a second. I don't go down to do the thing where I go to like full self-sabotage behavior and like get in a shitty relationship or attract a shitty client or give my energy to somebody who, you know, I don't go, I catch that shit before I throw my neck out or before I get typhoid or before I like do something crazy because that's all it is. It's my fear coming in going, oh, hold up. It can't be this easy. It can't be this good. You deserve to suffer. Let's punish yourself. Like, blah, blah, blah. and I bring this joy into every part in my, my relation with my body, my relation with my partner and my business. Now you guys are doing the business together. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's a, was a tech guy. How did that work? He was actually corporate in London for like 10 years, super overweight, super miserable. He moved to Bali like two years ago. And so we actually met in Bali and, um, he was, is loves nutrition. He coaches CrossFit. He basically just had this idea that like I was overweight and I tried to starve and that didn't work and I was miserable and that didn't work. So he just taught himself. He was like taught himself nutrition, got certified CrossFit, got certified in personal training and he did the work himself. So then he wanted to help people like him. So he, for the last year before we met, had been learning online funnels, modules, marketing, sales. And like when we, we met like, and we launched the business a month later, I was like, I feel like we've been training our whole lives for this. Like, this is your gift. And my mom's always like, why didn't you do this before? Oh yeah, because you didn't have Chris. Like, I, that's not my gift. Like, I 
tried to, I did build websites and they sucked. They were confusing and it, it was awful. And it was miserable. Like that's not my gift. So we just stick to our gifts. He does all of his amazing things and I do all of my amazing things. And he actually just branched out and like, so he's does all of ours. But now that we have our flow and like we have all of our marketing and sales funnels and everything in order. So now he does sales funnels for other people. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. I, if I'm on the computer for like an hour, I start getting, I'm like, uh, I need to like go touch the ocean or like feel the green leaves or like breathe. Like I need that connection. And he's like, I love being on the computer. I love. So we just stick to our gifts and it like works amazing. And he knows like my soul. So I'll be like, okay, for the new logo or for the website, like, and he just freaking puts out this absolutely perfect reflection of like, if I could do it. I love that. I, I have a partner like that also. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you balance each, I, someone asked me once, are you good at everything that you do? And I'm like, yeah, cause I don't do the shit I'm not good at. Exactly. Which is an exaggeration because <laughs> like clearly sometimes you have to do the things you're not good at. Oh, and yeah. Or they're, you're uncomfortable with. I do but, shit I'm comfortable with every day, but. Right. Yeah. But when you find somebody that has that balance, like, mm -hmm. okay, it's just, you do your part and I'll do my part and yeah. you meet in the middle and it's really great. Yeah. So I totally get that. Now I want to end, I like to start on a happy note and I like to mm -hmm. end on a ha happier note. You two, oh, cool. <laughs> you and Chris are, um, publishing a book. Yeah. So I am writing our first book and it's called my vagina is my superpower. I know, that's all I know about it, but like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pre-order this because it's also my superpower. One of my friend's moms, when I posted on Instagram, she is like, she's English. She, I, she, I think she has like seven kids from like eight different dads. Yeah. And she wrote, your vagina is not your superpower, it's your weakness. And I was like, oh, bless you, Granny Die. I'm like, I know, I get it. You know, she's like 70, like she had that struggle. But here's what I mean. And, and what I've said to you about shifting every day is I'm getting even more connected and getting even more in my oneness. So I said pleasure has no boundaries. And that means like eating chocolate, drinking wine, making love with your partner, receiving money cosmic and universal energy healing. Like for me, it has no boundaries. And I held my stuff in for so long because I was so ashamed and that broke me. That broke me. And when I started to realize that the people that I looked up to the most had actually hit harder bottoms than most, like Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey has been sexually abused. And, and, you know, Lewis Howes has been sexually abused. Like, I'm just like, wow. So when I made the shift, I've never had a healthy sexu sexual relationship in my whole life. And, and people that everybody I meet that's been sexually abused said they had to go through healing. Like you have this really, you know, gnarly sexual experience. I either felt like a whore or I would totally numb. And, and then I didn't have this in between. So my, my, my Chris, Chris, my partner is just like, when I told him, I wasn't planning on telling him, and it just came out. And I mean, I expected him to be like, look at me like I'm broken. Like everyone else has looked at me when I've said it and not even in a judgmental way, just in like, I'm so, how can that happen to you as a child? And he was like, okay. Like there was never one sense of these eyes looking at me like you're broken or he never felt sorry for me. Like in this way that like made me feel like a victim. He never, it never, 
And I was like, what the, like, I was almost testing him, like telling him shit just because I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. And I was like, he's going to leave. Like, this can't be real. He can't be seriously okay with everything that's happened. He was. And through his like pure total acceptance of who I am, never, never saying tone it down, never. I mean, I always got the tone it down. You're too loud. You're too much. And never once he just like lets me shine and he's like go babe like I taught a twerk class the first night I met his friends we went to a party and they're like you twerk we saw your Instagram can you teach us and and a guy he's the one that wants learning Chris is like go babe like where I would never have had that before you know what I mean it's like so we were making love and for the first time I didn't have this feeling of shame which I wouldn't have been able to describe it before but it just was sitting there in my feminine source that is meant to be this pure connection to the universe and I and I actually opened my energy field which I didn't really know that that's what it was at the time but that's what I do with my clients now so I opened because the only way you can receive is if you're open you can't receive if you're shut off right the miracles can't come in I opened up and I felt this pure connection and that's now how I how I guide my clients to the cosmos and I had a pure orgasm and it came from my soul and as soon as we finished making love I was like oh my god I my vagina is my superpower and he was like okay and, I, and it's just so much greater than obviously an external stimulation and I thought this is my purpose this is my fucking purpose on this earth if I can feel this way and the worst thing that ever happened to me when you're sexually or when your kid happened and I can feel this and I can break through this and I can say in my body that I'm pure, which has never come out of my mouth before. Cause I always secretly felt disgusting. If that's gone out of my energy field and now all that in it is pure and my, my purpose on this earth was to receive and I can, then anybody can do it. Like then dude, if you haven't been abused and you have so much less to go, like you got this. You know, if I can break through that, then you can. And I just thought, wow, wow, that this is my purpose. This is my gift. I'm teaching women how to receive. And specifically, I like entrepreneurs because of the fire that they have. Because, like, it takes that grit, you know, to have a quantum leap, you can't be a quitter. And that's, that's that. Yeah, that's, that's it. My vagina is my superpower. We're going to end on that note. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey oh, and your business. I love it. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for listening in to Jen Taylor Rerouting. Like, share, and of course, comment. I welcome input with attitude. Get a copy of my book on Amazon, Hello, My Name is Warrior Princess, or check out my website, jentaylor.net. And if you still want more, sign up for one of my coaching packages.